This is the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel, and it's episode number 30. Welcome to the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel. We're all about highlighting self-help, positive psychology, and books on well-being. We share the content and actionable advice so you can make normal life extraordinary. We are a community of lifelong learners, high achievers, and busy people. Get ready for your download so you can live life happy. I'm your host and addicted to reading, Andrea Seidel. Hi there, everyone. It's Andrea here. I hope you're doing wonderful and fantastic. I just can't wait to jump into the book that I highlighted. This book this week is comes at a perfect time. I seem to have a lot of clients lately that are really striving for perfectionism and it's actually ending up paralyzing them and holding them back. And so the book that I selected this week is How to Be an Imperfectionist. (laughs) Isn't that a really cute title? Anyway, it's by Stephen Guise and And it's the new way to to self-acceptance, to fearless living, and to freedom from perfectionism. So his book is How to Be an Imperfectionist, The New Way to Self-Acceptance, Fearless Living, and Freedom from Perfectionism. Stephen Guise. Oh my gosh, it's such a great read. I really, really enjoyed it. I got a lot out of it. And I'm going to confess something right off the top. Um, I don't know if you listen to this podcast, but you'll notice that there are actual errors within this podcast. And now I'm going to tell you why. I made an agreement with myself that I'm just going to jump in and do this podcast because the reality is, is that I was actually editing and editing and editing and correcting and judging and self-doubt full of it all, right? To the point where I wasn't producing this podcast. So I finally made this agreement with myself and I'm not going to, I decided I was not going to edit anything and just go raw and just highlight the books and just don't even listen to it again and just publish it. And you know what? Ever since I did that, it's been on a roll. I've been able to execute this every single week for you guys. And it's so fun for me. And it removed a lot of the pressure that I had around it. So right off the top, I suffer sometimes from this idea of perfectionism and that it gets to the point where it actually holds me back. And we're going to talk about that all today. His book is so great. It has so many wonderful, useful tips and tools. And if this is your first time on the podcast. Welcome. I'm so thankful for you joining us. And thanks to all the veteran listeners who have been taking in all these books that I highlight. I am actually, yes, addicted to reading. I love the knowledge and the gift that all these authors have for us. So it's just wonderful for me to have you here and to be a part of this with me. So let's jump right into this book. This book applies the science of behavior modification. So it's really, really gets to the root of perfectionism. So Stephen guides us through um, this best selling book. And he also is the author of the book, Mini Habits. And um, it is, that's also another great book. And I probably will be highlighting that in the near future. Um, But he teaches us to strive for continuous improvement instead of perfection. And that sounds so good, but it is so challenging. But if we strive for continuous improvement, then as you can see throughout this book, we're going to really keep moving forward towards our goals. So within this book, it's really about finding a perfect combination of, you know, 
um, moving forward and having good goals and everything, but uh, not being so confined to that idea of perfectionism. And so he he made a perfect balance within this book of education and practicality so that we can uh, make a lasting change that's actually feasible. So that's why it was a really, really great book to read. Lots of additional tips. Of course, I always recommend that you purchase the book to support the author, but if, you know, if something sparks your interest, but for today, we're going to highlight as much as we can here. So basically, do you ever struggle to make decisions? Do you ever get intimidated? (laughs) Do you ever procrastinate? Do you get depressed easily? Do you have low self-esteem? So likely a lot of this has a lot to do with perfectionism. And thankfully, um, procrastination or perfectionism rather isn't a permanent characteristic. So this is huge. So as we know, it's not a permanent characteristic. So it's actually something we can adjust and um, change. And we're going to really delve in now into the science of perfectionism. So as you know, I love the science behind everything. So it just adds so much credibility. So to hear and to know that this book is also has this idea of the what perfectionism is actually doing on a scientific level. Is, is really fantastic. So he ju- did isolate for us studies and everything. And he also talked about pure perfectionism is actually dysfunctional. It's where we can't like function in our real world. So he actually is referring to throughout this whole entire book as a functional perfectionist. So that means you are able to function in your world. However, the concept of perfectionism is holding you back to some degree. Okay, so perfectionists desire to act, look, and feel as if they're perfect. This, as you can tell, is an unrealistic expectation. And perfectionists have a tendency to ruminate. They have a tendency to need approval. They have um, concern over mistakes. And they have self-doubt or they have doubts about taking action because they're not sure that the outcome will be up to their standards. Um, So perfectionism is irrational, crippling, restrictive, and it's lethal. It can be actually lethal. Um, You know, a lot of suicides and a lot of depression and even anorexia trying to be the perfect weight, um, it can actually be even lethal. So it is not the greatest thing, perfectionism. And you'll hear a lot of times people actually bragging about the idea and the concept or the characteristic of perfectionism. And um, But as you can see throughout this book, it's actually not really something to brag about. Um, it is about, yes, striving, um, striving, but also it, we're going to discover it, noticing the process and being thrilled with your process of getting there instead of the end. End result. So science has created a scale that measures perfectionism, and it's called the Frost Multidimensional Perfectionism Scale. And um, it measures concern for mistakes, uh, personal standards, it measures parental expectations. Uh, isn't that one interesting? Also parental criticism. So this kind of jumps out at me. So perfectionisms can also come from our parents and our parents' criticism and our parental expectations. Uh, it's not always self-imposed, which you're going to discover. It also measures doubts and actions, like taking action. And also when you have doubts, it also talks about organization. How organized are you? So that, um, that scale kind of allows them to measure perfectionism. Science says that there are three possible sources of perfectionism as well. So the first one is self-oriented 
oriented, which means that we have unrealistic standards for ourselves. Um, the second one is we have other oriented unrealistic standards for others. And then third category is social pres- socially prescribed. Um, and that's where we believe that others um, are expecting us to be perfect. So we believe other people are expecting us to be perfect. Those are really interesting. Does any one of those stand out for you as a little bit more, you know, uh, predominantly describing you? Interesting, isn't it? Okay, so let's talk about the perfectionist mind. So if so, the question that he asked within the book is, are you an overdriven? Are you overdriven or paralyzed perfectionist or both? Like, so basically, do you push, 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 and you're trying to make something so perfect that you work so hard at it? That's an overdriven perfectionist. The other one is that you want something to turn out so good and you want maybe to figure out the perfect career, but you're paralyzed to move forward in order to, you know, because you you can't make the perfect choice and you're paralyzed, you're held back. You can also be both. Isn't that interesting? Okay. Okay, so overdriven perfectionists um, are never satisfied. So they continually strive for better, 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 for better things, for the more perfect book. <laughs> and they're constantly striving and overdriving themselves. And they're never happy with what they end up producing and or what they've done. So they tend to struggle with unrealistic expectations and they tend to ruminate or um, think about how they've made mistakes. So the paralyzed perfectionist, on the other hand, are those who uh, let the fear of failure trap them into living uh, a less meaningful life. So basically, they let that fear of failure stop them, and they want to play it safe because they're paralyzed by thinking that they're going to fail or that it's not going to be good enough, and they tend to struggle um, with the need for approval. So interesting, isn't it? Okay, so moving on, let's talk about the poison of perfectionism. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. All right, so uh, personal standards are significantly correlated with depression. So that's directly from his book. And they have noticed a correlation with... um, with personal standards, so high standards um, are significantly correlated with depression. So perfectionism implies... um, that even small progress isn't good enough. And the example that he used in his book was quite interesting, actually, was the pole vault and where um, it's basically if you, you go over the bar and you're good enough or if you don't go over the bar it's basically all or nothing like it's literally like that that standard you have to go over that bar in order to be successful there's no such thing as partial success so that's one of the poison factors of perfectionism um, is that there's no partial success that it has to be you know top bar Um, also striving for excellence and organization are not um, perfectionism. So you can still strive for excellence and you can still be very highly organized. And, um, he just wanted to make sure that we know the difference that that's not necessarily perfectionism. It's actually healthy. There are such things as healthy perfectionism. Um, but it's when it can hurt or hurt your performance or hold you back or their hand this perfectionism is handicapping you in some way, or it's demotivating you. So it's basically stopping. The poison is that it stops your progress. So procrastination, if it's stopping your progress, then it is, it's considered poison. All right. So that's pretty interesting. So procrastinate, 
perfectionists, oh my God, so many P words there. <laughs> perfectionists, they don't accept small amounts of value or progress. So they don't value slowly getting towards something. So um, it's they want it big. They want it to run smooth. They want perfect wins. And um, the reality is that life isn't like that. So that's why you can see that there's a bit of um, danger there. So his tip is to remember, it's easy to change your mind and emotions by taking action. It's easier rather to change your mind and emotions by taking action than it is to change your action by trying to think and feel differently. Do you need me to say that again? I know I had to read it like five times, (laughs) but it's so powerful. So it's easier to change your mind and your emotions by taking action. So that action piece is so important. It's easier to change your mind and emotions by taking action than it is to change your action by trying to make your you think and feel differently. So he is the author of Mini Habits, and he talked about mini habits are important for striving for excellence, and perfectionism actually paralyzes and disappoints. So you can see where the poison piece comes in. Okay, so then he starts talking about the freedom of imperfectionism imperfectionism. And that is such a neat concept. And I loved even the idea of it in the name. It really does take, it does provide us with this sense of freedom. So no matter how slow you go, you are still lapping that person on the couch. I loved that. That is so amazing. And that helps so much with that feeling of moving forward. And I always joke in my yoga classes, um, I always say, well, don't worry about how flexible you are. Flexibility is a byproduct of practicing yoga. And I always joke that you guys are way more flexible than the people sitting home at their couch that are not here in the yoga class. (laughs) Anyway, so that's the idea that no matter how slow you go, you are still lapping that person that's sitting on the couch. So the idea is that incrementally moving forward and taking steps and taking action is, is this idea of allowing things to move forward and being okay with imperfectionism. So imperfectioning imperfectionism is our natural state where we're free from constricts like constraints we're free from rigidity and we're can we're um we're, we're not conformed to certain behaviors and outcome. So it's not laziness, it's not low standards, it's not imperfectionism, uh, is not about, you know, just sitting back and um, being lazy at all. So imperfectionism is doing good things in life without so much as hoping for perfection. So it's all about prioritizing and doing things and then doing them over if you need to and doing them well, but making sure that you're still progressively moving forward. Um, he also talked about the benefits of imperfectionism is reduced stress, greater results because you're actually taking positive action. You're actually moving forward in more situations and being more fearless and being more confident and just happy with slow incremental successes, which is amazing, right? It feeds you. It's more motivating. Um, and then also, he talked about um, care not so much about the condition or the results, and he's suggesting to care more about what you can do right now to move forward. I love that. That is so powerful. Okay, so next we're going to talk about unrealistic expectations. So emotions are derived from our expectations, right? Think about it. When you have really, really high expectations for that, maybe you're going to go out on a date with someone and your expectations were so high, and then you went out and you're like, ooh, like, you know, 
know, you were completely let down because it wasn't what you thought. Um, it's those expectations that kind of um, caused you to be disappointed. So that idea is, is that our emotions are derived from our expectations. So with perfectionism, we're really creating this high level of expectations. And um, it's kind of like um, expectations is like the sister of perfectionism. <laughs> um, so imperfectionism is about creating a feeling of satisfaction and happiness and joy and calm and going with the flow. And it's a healthy sense of, you know, seeing what will happen without putting on these high expectations that are unrealistic. So, um, so he's talking about in his book, it's best to have high general expectations and low specific expectations. So general being um, what you expect uh, from yourself in general. High uh, general expectations might mean that you are optimistic. So specific expectations, they lead you to disappointment because I was, you know, you're going on that date, you're specifically expecting him to be Mr. Wonderful and he's not. (laughs) So if you were to generalize it, you might be, I'm just like, you know, I just want to have a really good time tonight. That's a little more general. All right. So his tips in his book are notice Uh, not quite enough versus never enough thinking. Let me say that one again. So notice not quite enough uh, versus never enough. So thinking. So not quite enough versus that's not enough. It's never enough for me. Um, Notice when you're doing that thinking. So you notice that you have to kind of reevaluate your expectations. If someone's never good enough, then you know what, where are your expectations around that? Um, He also talked about forget the perfect scenario. He also talked about focus on process and let the results take care of themselves. He also suggested focus less on potential results and current actions and more on process. Uh, Basically, that'll help bypass those expectations. Okay, so then he talked about rumination. Rumination is just where we run through things in our mind over and over again and repeat, repeat. So so he said in his book, it was cute, um, the funny thing about rumination is it feels helpful, but there is no action taken and you don't move forward. So it feels like you're thinking through it. It feels like while you're thinking through it, that you're ruminating it, that it's helpful, but it actually paralyzes you. You're not moving forward. And if you're thinking about things so much and um, you're trying to plan things through, that it actually is funny because there's no action taken and you're not moving forward. So rumination is basically a focusing problem. He referred to it in his book and that we have a tendency to focus in the past uh, with regret instead of looking at what we can do right now. So his tips are to accept the past is unchangeable, um, that performance related uh, rumination continue to try with new strategies. So if you did something and your performance was off or maybe you gave a speech or something and you really didn't like how it, uh, the feedback was after the speech, Uh, Instead of ruminating about what you've done wrong, more look at it and think of, well, what's a new strategy that I could try? And um, also he suggested to monitor your self-talk. So you also notice when you say, I should have done this or should have, and that those two words should have, um, just notice and monitor your self-talk. He also talked about being active, like sparking action, having those daily mini habits and notice if you get lost in rumination. 
Love it. Okay, so the next tip, uh, or the next section rather, he talked about the need for approval. So there's two reasons we seek approval. Uh, one, within his book he was talking about, one is the lack of self-confidence and self-esteem, and we look for others to get it. So we look for other, look to other people in order to boost our confidence and build our self-esteem. The other um, way we seek approval is a desire to be liked by everyone. Um, so these, basically that desire to be liked by everyone actually affects all your actions and your behavior. So uh, those are two powerful reasons that we need a, need approval. And perfectionism, as you can see, uh, we are constantly, when we're a perfectionist, we want to be approved of. And it could be from lack of self-esteem, lack of confidence, or um, the need to get it from somewhere else, or the desire to be liked by everyone. And we don't want to not be liked by everybody. Oh my gosh, what if I do that wrong? Everyone's going to judge me. <laughs> okay, so we want to increase our self-confidence, obviously, with imperfectionism. So this is his solution. This is These are his tips. With confidence, you don't need approval to feel validated. So his tips are to fake confidence, uh, to customize your own confidence. So don't base it on comparison. I love this tip. Oftentimes, we socially compare to what other people are doing and saying and being and working and um, that sort of stuff. So the idea is to base your confidence on yourself. Compare yourself to who you were, you know, last week and build your own confidence that way. Connect to who you are and know who you are and that'll help you um, build that confidence. He also talked about decide what to be uh, confident about right now. So in the moment, what is it that you're confident about and decide what it is that you want to be confident about right here, right now. He also talked about don't worry about embarrassment. Um, he says to think about embarrassment as a way to improve your life. And then he also talked about practice rebellion. I love this one. So practice rebellion, not the rebellion that you're thinking necessarily like, you know, go out and, you know, skip school. <laughs> um, more the rebellion uh, to overcome the need for approval from others. So in other words, be yourself unforgivingly. Just be who you are, own the person that you are and keep it real. I love that. Okay. So the next one he talked about is concern over mistakes. So oftentimes we have this heightened concern over mistakes. And as a perfectionist, that definitely is a, a huge concern. Um, so mistakes are a part of being human. And he talked about um, appreciating our mistakes for what they are and see them as uh, precious life lessons and that you're learning from these mistakes and being concerned with mistakes increases our anxiety and our fear of action. So um, it's all about understanding that mistakes are actually part of being human and uh, winning isn't the results uh, that it, what, what it's about. It's really about persevering, persevering through mistakes. So the other thing he brought up here, which is really huge, and I, I feel it a lot myself, is this imposter syndrome. And this is, um, it's kind of like an intense feeling of fraudulence, like uh, in sort of in achievement situations. So for example, um, so it's where you can appear that you are successful, and you've been a success, but you feel like an imposter in that position. It's like, you know what? Oh yeah, I wrote these books, but like, do these people know that like 
I am not a good writer. (laughs) So like in the back of my head, it's like, oh my God, I'm an imposter. Like, yeah, I have a wonderful message to read and there's going to be typos in my books, maybe. And, but you know what? And they're maybe not the best written. So I have this imposter syndrome around the books that I've published. But at the same time, I know that I have a huge message to give and it's, I bring it out there, but it's amazing how if I let all those mistakes and I let that thinking hold me back, then I wouldn't be moving forward. So that's the imposter syndrome. And it's very common. And um, we're more sensitive to mistakes out of fear. And uh, it's pretty incredible, right? So his tips are start with um, a perspective perspective shift. So choose not to fear these mistakes. So shifting your perspective around mistakes and see them more as little gifts and opportunities to learn and drop the desire of perfectionism. It's just not going to be happening. (laughs) Um, Just like make that a decision for yourself. He also talked about make success easier than failure. That's amazing. Make success easier than failure. So you can get into the success cycles. So pick things that you know, you're going to be successful at or little mini incremental things that you can succeed at. So become, become successful more frequently. And that'll help with that imposter syndrome. That'll help with, um, seeing that, yeah, you can make little mistakes, but then, oh yeah, but then you're successful type thing. He also talked about, um, define success as progress. So not end result. He keeps bringing that up. Okay. So let's talk about doubts and action. All right. So a good plan executed feverishly now is better than a perfect plan executed next week. So a good plan that you put all your heart in and you execute right now feverishly, you, you know, throw that book together and you work really, really hard on it and you get move into action is better than the perfect plan executed, you know, next year or down the road or next week. Um, it shows you that, um, our doubts paralyze us and hold us back from action. So perfectionism actually causes us to project and see the future or overanalyze. Um, and that leads to procrastination and indecision. So you can see that it's really, really important to, um, to recognize when this perfectionism is holding us back, when these doubts are stopping us from taking action. So his tips are let, um, let experience be your teacher and not try not to overanalyze or project a, a certain possibilities. Um, just take action. So he's suggesting to stop deliberation and thinking over perfect outcomes and different outcomes and just to take action and see where it takes you. He's also suggesting this idea of imperfectionism is to observe how other people are doing it well and get inspiration from that and keep moving forward. He also talks about there is no such thing as perfect decisions. So you're going to have a whole bunch of options and decisions and recognize that there's no such thing as a perfect decision. (laughs) And so just to let that idea go. And you know what, if you make a decision that isn't the greatest, you go back to the drawing board. It's just a creative investigatory way to kind of see where you're going to go. So he also talks about go into unknown situations and know you're going to come out all right. So go into those situations and, and just know and trust that you have the skills 
skills and the knowledge. And even if you do make mistakes, it's going to be okay because you're going to come out all right. I love that part. Um, He also talked about reach small goals and focus more on quantity, not quality. So meeting these mini goals in quantity, not quality. Holy cow. So that was his whole entire book. And in summary, like it's amazing how he talks about killing the notion of the golden path. Life is not a one-way single road. And he also talked about change what you care about. So put in work, process, solutions, who you are, and focus on that. He also talked about adjusting your expectations, decide what is enough, and also focus on process. That was a recurrent theme throughout his whole entire book. He also talked about accepting the past and kind of just moving forward from that, and also to see failure and mistakes as opportunities. He also talked about change your self-talk. So notice what's going on in that brain, if you're ruminating or, you know, telling all kinds of stories or projecting crazy outcomes that may not even happen. Uh, He also talked, oh, I love this one. He talked about using timer tools to hack inaction. So if you notice that you're in inaction and you're kind of paralyzed by doubt or um, perfectionism or this idea of not moving forward, I love that tip. I do it myself. I put timers on all the time and uh, it really helps to move you into action. He also talked about um, fake as well as practice confidence. And then also about change your benchmark. So, um, so make a benchmark for action and then, um, keep changing that, like keep upping that benchmark and boost your confidence when you hit those little mini goals. He talked about a focusing on accomplishments and not mistakes. And that's so hard to do, but that is a major, wonderful focus and avoid over analysis with action. So, um, so what we can do is when we overanalyze something and we're really looking at every fine detail, um, he's suggesting to take action instead when you catch yourself in that scenario. So that book was so fantastic. I hope you got a lot out of it. How to be an imperfectionist, the new way to self-acceptance, fearless living and freedom from perfectionism by Stephen Guys. I loved this book. There are so many wonderful tips in here and it was such a wonderful you useful tool, especially when people have a tendency to go into that, you know, rumination and that mindset of perfectionism, that perfect isn't a thing. (laughs) Anyway, thank you so much for listening. I hope you got a lot out of this. Please write me a private message. If you like, you can follow me on Instagram at live life, happy underscore AS. Uh, you can also find me at live life, happy community on Facebook, go to my website as well. And I have wonderful giveaways. I usually end up doing little draws for all my subscribers. And uh, so definitely get involved. You can go to my website at andreasadel.com. And I actually have all the show notes on my website in the book club. So if you click on book club, go there and you can see all the show notes highlights and please share with friends. That would be wonderful. Thank you so much, everybody. And have a beautiful day. If you like this podcast, that's like personal training for your mind. You've got to come over to my website at andreasadel.com where I take all these books, I highlight, coach, and summarize the contents in my unconventional book and coaching club. Let's face it, no one is sunshine and butterflies all the time, but we can make happiness a lifestyle. So I want to invite you to sign up at my website for my freebies and giveaways so that you can start each week positively. 
finally, don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you listen to, download and write a review because they really help grow the show. 